0: Thanks for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. Let's get some warnings out of the way. This episode may contain strong language and the views and opinions expressed by the guest and hosts in no way, shape, or form represent the Oklahoma Historical Society
1: or the state of Oklahoma.
0: Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack, and I have the ADD Mind. So today, this is kind of cool. Somebody that, I don't know if she's happy about this or not, but someone that I've known for a long, long period of time, at least six months <laughs> or longer. <laughs> uh, a longer than that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, Another guest that I went to elementary school with in junior high and high school. Uh, but if you can't have your friends on your podcast, what's the point of having friends, right? So <laughs> uh, today I'm excited, though, to have on my friend, Jenny. She is a teacher. She is a basketball coach and she has done something which at the school she coaches at had not been done. And then she did it back to back. So she only mm-hmm. has one more time. Uh, she gets it next year and she'll be a Phil Jackson <laughs> with a three um, cool. i <laughs> I'm not but a a I didn't think you would. <laughs> um so, anyway, she's going to talk about uh, sort of what it's like to mentor and coach uh, teens in today's world, which is different, obviously, than when we were kids, because we were, you know, we're Gen X and mm. we were ignored for most of our lives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that may, may have been the way to go. I don't know. <laughs> but she's
0: also going to talk about not only doing that, but doing it during a pandemic, because mm. that obviously is going to change things, as everybody knows. Mm. And, you know, while being a teacher i think she probably handled it fairly well if she won two state championships back to back so anyway jenny yay yay for jenny yes Hi. <laughs> so why don't you uh fill us in real quick on how long you've been teaching where you went to school when oh. your love of basketball started
1: yeah so so you and i've known each other since tinker elementary yep. days i'm gonna say fourth grade
0: uh, it would have been fifth that's when i moved here okay
1: so you came did you have miss craighead
0: no. Who'd you I had Mrs. McLean. Oh, okay. And then in sixth grade, Mrs. Terry.
1: Yeah, we had Miss Terry together, yeah. which I'm still friends with her on Facebook. We talk quite a bit, actually. She's a great lady. But um, so, yeah, so I've known you a long, long time. And yeah. um, I've never known you to be ADD.
0: Uh, oh, trust me.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't know. I knew you were always very smart. That's how I remember you as always being very smart.
0: Well, thank you for that. Yeah, um, how do you remember that. me? You know, honestly, you were in school. You always seemed kind of quiet, but like sports, when you played basketball, you were like mm-hmm. hardcore out there on the on the court.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always thought you were intense. Yeah, in high school I was. Middle school I was not very confident. Um, I actually was manager. I, I I played my seventh grade year, and then I was like. We, I, there were just so many good players. And then um, of course it was six on six back then. It wasn't five yeah. on five. And, and when we were in junior high, and so um, I just kind of sat back, I loved, 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 loved. This is when I fell in love basketball PE with Mr. Vass and Miss Harper. Yeah. And they were our PE teachers at Jarman. Yep. And I yeah. worship the ground they walk on. And I fell in love and they always, they're like, Jenny, why don't you play? Why are you not playing? You know, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, so all I did was shoot. I just shot, shot, shot. Well, my 10th grade year, we moved to five on five basketball. And so um, I was like, well, everybody else has to start over again. I think I'm going to play too. And so I just started playing and I just, I loved it. I love basketball. And did you know that Mr. Vass and Ms. Harper are now married? I
0: heard that.
1: Yeah. They married each other. Thanks. which is like my dream. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. But yeah. So they're the reason why, I mean, um, uh, I just, i and I that's where I want to become a PE teacher. And so, right. I, um, so anyway, so I graduated Midwest city high school in 91 with you and.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yep.
1: Did Kenyatta graduate from? Yep. yep. City, she Midway? also did. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, you, me and her probably, you yeah, know, we go way back, but. Um,
0: which so is anyway, rare for military brats yeah to go from yeah. elementary to graduate yeah, yeah. and then of yeah. course we also went to first southern together
1: yeah that's right
0: yeah and then your uh, siblings married the entire family of the, of the Elif
1: clan <laughs> <laughs> yeah we they did so they're they're all those cousins or double cousins
0: yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: but um um but anyway so from there i went to oklahoma baptist university and played basketball there and um just continued my love for the sport and then um, uh, majored in health and physical education and wanted to be I I asked myself if I wanted if I had to do something every single day for the rest of my life and wake up and do something what would it be I remember asking myself that question and it was I want to teach PE and I want to coach basketball and so um, so then I got a job in Choctaw and was there for about 18 years and, mm-hmm. and yeah. did coach PE and some, I got an endorsement in history, uh, just six through eight. So I, I do some middle school. Uh, history. You, you
0: can't be a coach without
1: teaching history. That's like part of it. Yeah, it is. And, <laughs> uh, and, uh, so, um, did civic taught civics and, um, I'm doing geography now, but, um, and PE jobs are very rare, very hard to come by, and so um, people that get the PE, those PE spots don't want to give them up, but I was at Choctaw forever, and then um, six years ago, I had the opportunity to come over to Jones and be a head coach, and I had kids, and my daughter was like, mom, you need to, you need to go do it, you need to be a head coach, and I had been an assistant um, at the high school over at Choctaw, Um, but um, I just decided to go for it. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. My kids yeah. were older. They were full time. She was willing to switch. My kids were willing to switch schools, which I was worried about. And they were fine with it. They wanted to come to Jones. And so um, I just made a leap of faith and just decided just to go for it. And so that's how I ended up at Jones and um, have been here since my first year was 2016, 2017. Okay. Um, so I just finished up my sixth year here at Jones. And um, we just won our second state championship. So very cool.
0: You, you win a couple of more and perhaps the uh, gymnasium there at Jones will be named after you.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'd probably take a whole lot more than that. We Our our gym is named after some pretty cool people here. Oh, so I wouldn't okay. want to take that away from them. Maybe they'll just put a little.
0: Your signature little on the floor. Plaques.
1: Maybe they'll put a plaque somewhere or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So. Um, Before we kind of go into more about sort of the challenges and difficulties, because generally speaking, as a coach, you're not just a coach, you're also a mentor uh, to teens, which mm-hmm. is incredibly important, as mm-hmm. you pointed out, because people that were your mentors are why you're doing what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but before we get into that, because obviously the last few years play into what's going on with coaching and everything, mm-hmm. what has it been like adapting to the wild and wonderful world of living and teaching during a pandemic.
1: Ugh, it's the worst time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was challenging, so challenging. Not only figuring out how you're going to do it, but how you and your coworkers were all going to do it as well, and and what were the best. I, I'm. I'm all about efficiency and doing things the best way possible and, and relying on experience to help me do that. And all of that went out the window because we were going through something. We had no idea what was going on. It was all uncharted waters and um, I had nothing to reference. I had no experience to rely on. I mean, who cares about being in this business for a long time? Cause it didn't matter. Cause so it was, you know, and we were getting our, information from all these different sources with all these different opinions we didn't i felt like i didn't know what was real what was what wasn't um you know what at the beginning i'm not gonna lie i just thought it was ridiculous that we would shut down schools over you know Uh sickness you know we've had sickness before i just you know at the beginning and um So I was angry with that, you know, just like why are we doing this, you know, all of a sudden. But, um, you know, it's time. As it went on, and you started first, it went from not knowing anybody that had COVID to, oh, now we now you know, we have friends and family that had COVID, and then it turned into, do you know anyone that has passed from COVID? And then it was like no, and then that started turning into yeses, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, well, our mutual guard,
0: friend, Charm, she, her family had had it.
1: Ab- absolutely. And it's was just um, our, my, my starting point guard and um, her dad um, got COVID in December and he was in the, I mean, he almost died. I mean, uh-huh. he, he was in the hospital. He did not get to see his daughter play in the state tournament and was, you know, um, you know, for two months and it was just awful and he he is one of those miracle cases that came out of it so anyway that's good
0: I'm I'm glad for that
1: yeah and so I was just it was just difficult you know it was very very difficult you know trying to figure out how we're going to teach kids at home through technology you know like I was telling you before it was um difficult you know us older teachers we you know there's a lot of I don't know how to do a lot of that stuff and even Teachers that were older than us really didn't know how to do all of that stuff, and so we really, honestly, had to rely on a lot of the younger teachers that were familiar with a lot of, um, uh, you know, better at technology than us to to teach us how to do it. I mean, my my uh, young counterparts really, really helped me help me through it. But I was just, (laughs) I was just, it was hard. It was very, very difficult. And then, um, you know, just relying. Relying on Google Classroom and having to learn all about that, and then when we finally got students back, you know they were being sent home and quarantined. That that was the hard part. You know when they were all at home, and they were all there. Um, okay, you're teaching all of them the same way, but then right. you start coming back to school, and now we've got kids gone, kids coming back, kids gone constantly. You don't know who's there, who's back. How to keep up with all of that work, assignments? You can't teach with paper anymore. It has to be all computer. Then schools had to come up with computers for students. They had to come up with hotspots for students who didn't have Wi-Fi. Right. Um, how to provide all of that? How to? It's keeping up with all of that was just a nightmare last school year to me. Not this past school year, but the school year before that. When we came back, that was the that was the worst. That was um, just because you're just trying to keep up and then you then you started dealing with kids who just didn't want to come to school anymore you know or parents who it was easier for them to keep them at home and then you know so now not only were they missing because um you know because they were sick but now and and then people held different beliefs about when you should or shouldn't come to school um you know my my sister's boss was exposed, so I shouldn't come or, you know, whatever.
0: Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where I went through that at the museum.
1: Yeah. Where does it stop? I mean, and and um, when should you go to school when you shouldn't? You know, all of those answers. Nobody knew. Nobody knew it to tell you. So um, or they had different opinions on it. So and the schools couldn't tell you, you know, yes or no. You know, you had to just do what you felt was right for you. And your family at the time. So it, it it affected all all the way down. I mean, just yeah. Um, and I felt like our school district did the best. We stayed open for five days a week. You know, we didn't cut down school instruction time. We, you know, Edmond schools were, you know, like they were going every other day. They had this A B type right, right. thing going on. You know, we just we were small enough where we were able to keep kids in school, and that was that was good. But then you started seeing the after effects of kids with just you know major anxiety and depression and I mean that's real you know yeah and, and that's been hard that's been more the things that we have seen this school year um, just trickling down um, from it all and dealing with with all of that it's been um, that that part of it's been hard but
0: yeah well I was telling you earlier I've I was never happier that my children were all adults. I can't list. imagine
1: having an elementary school child and, yeah, and my, you know learning how to read and learning how to do all these critical things and then you you being the parent at home feeling that burden of I've got to make sure my kid hits all these milestones. And then, and then you gotta remember we got all these kids moving on, like they're not retaining kids throughout this entire process. Yeah. So now we're starting to see that in the classroom at the middle school level, you know, where we're got kids, we're like, you know, they're struggling. Yeah. So it's going it, to, the after effect, like, uh, you know, it's going to happen. It's it's going to be there for a while. For
0: yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. And it also, in Oklahoma, makes it a little difficult because it's not like there's just tons of money for school districts to figure out how to get computers for kids. And so I'm sure other things had to be cut to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, there are a lot of funds given, um, but we still, you know, I but you got to remember when you give computers to kids a lot of times they come back broken <laughs> yeah. you know? so yeah. you know middle school kids you know giving them computers to take home to and from you know so having to replace all of, you know it's just one thing to another I um I'm just glad it's over I don't know if I could do it again
0: <laughs> I, I I understand I, I feel you yeah I mean with that
1: I mean, but we just, we all did the best that we could. And I felt like we did that. We did the best that we could. Looking back, having some knowledge now, uh, yeah, we probably could have done some things different. But I think all educators in this state did what they could to try to keep it going for the kids and try to, and you had to use your creativity and um, ingenuity and all of these things um, to try to make it work. And so I think- there are many, many, many educators all over the state, um, that need to be praised and commended for doing just that and, and getting, and it was not, and not one would tell you, oh yeah, I loved it. That was so much fun. Let's do that again. Nobody would tell you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, they're
1: lying. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, for me with the coaching aspect of it, um, Uh, that was difficult too because not only you're dealing with health you know you can't just have a kid that that came down with COVID uh, come back and just immediately be able to throw them back in and say okay now you're practicing for two and a half hours and you're going to work out and you know and not having the knowledge not not knowing exactly how what that protocol should be when they when they come back from having COVID and then we're going to go compete you know I mean that's and and um, we had a really really good team. I mean, as we have the last two years, um, but three seasons ago, right, right. year. Um, you know, we were like I said, we had made the state tournament for the first time ever in Jones history. Uh, I knew we were. We had we were twenty six and one going into the state tournament. Um, we were. We we just knew we were gonna win it. We were on a roll. Of course. Yeah. You're expecting
0: to go deep at the very least. We
1: were expecting to go deep and not having settled that on the court, which is the only way you can know.
0: Right. Um, yeah.
1: It just it just uh leaves a big old hole in you. And I hate it for our kids, I hate it for our girls that were on that team. We had nine seniors on that team. Yeah. Uh didn't get to didn't get to play. So um and experience that. So
0: so let me ask you this. Cause that was 2020. Obviously everybody remembers that, right, that right. the year got canceled and then mm-hmm. you guys went back to school. You told me full-time for 2021. Right. So generally speaking, high school athletics have summer programs. Did you guys have a summer program after 2020 in between 2021, or were you forced to wait until the school year started?
1: I'm trying to remember Jack. You're <laughs> me trying to Remember this. Um, We do have summer programs. Typically, Uh, we no, we did not. We were not. Gosh, think we were sent home. We didn't come back after. So, so state tournament was spring break. Right. We were. We never came back to school. We literally never came back to school that year. No. We. I remember we got. We didn't get to do summer. Pride because obviously that would have been a bunch of people in the weight room sweating all over each other, so I know they wouldn't right. be able to do that. They there was a couple of team camps that we were able to go to, and everyone was very shocked that we were able to. Of course, we had to do the whole temperature check before we got on the bus and all of that. We got to do very limited things that summer. Very very limited things. And people were very surprised that we got like all these other coaches were like, "How did you get to do that?" You know, because their school districts were being a lot more tight and strict. Right, and we were able to. Now, when we came back the next year, we were not. We did. We played the entire season with no fans in our home stands. Oh, our wow. school would not let us have fans, um, and so that was hard, 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 hard. And that season. We were, we won the state tournament. Now we didn't have fans all season when we, when we went to other team, uh, other um, courts, other schools, depending upon what their philosophy was on it. Sometimes we had fans there, like you could only bring two or you could only have only family could come or only, you know, there was restrictions, different types of restrictions at every school. We went to our school, everything was online. So we had a mate, we went, we broadcasted all of our games online, uh, where people could watch, streamed it, um, but no one could count when we went and played at other places. There were different rules that we had to abide by. It just, you know, it was it was hard for those senior parents, too, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it would be. Yeah. It's got to be difficult, because, you know, by the time you're a senior and your kid's playing basketball, they've probably been doing it since they were, well, yeah. you know, and, first, second grade. Yeah
1: yes Um, we've been good you know like these are you know I I just spent a lot of my time fighting just like I just knew how good we were you know and are Um, and I just I didn't want it to to go away like it had in 2020 where we couldn't play because I'm like you don't it's very rare when you you have these special teams that you know Can compete and you know, can play. And you just don't want that taken away from them, you know? And so I just, I spent a lot of time fighting. uh, And when I say fighting, I mean advocating for the girls and for them to get fans and for them to be able to do things. And I'm just like, just scrapping, scrounging for them, just trying to be, because I, you know, like I said, you know, when you have those special teams. That are going to be able to compete. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's um, getting to the championship in any you know any sport in normal conditions Tough. is difficult and in, hard.
1: Getting to a, making a state tournament, I don't care what class, what level, what gender, what anything. Getting to a state tournament is difficult, and I've learned that. You know, my view on you know I was at Choctaw Six A School on smaller schools, you always kind of think of it as, um, easier maybe a little bit less competitive or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and matter of fact, it's, it's the opposite. Um, you know, it's, it's still very competitive and just making, making the state tournament, just, just getting yeah. there is, is just difficult. You've got to have obviously skill, talent, a little bit of luck, things going your way, make no injuries, you know, um, Uh, surviving the grind of the season and, you know, making sure your team is intact and still getting along. And, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, all of those challenges are difficult. And then you throw in that pandemic Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: sickness. We got lucky that, okay. So 2021, 2021 after that second year, um, we all got sick at the same time which helped because you got to remember the cold quarantining thing. And so a lot of teams were getting, not being able to compete because they didn't have enough athletes because it was a cycle. Like they all didn't get sick at the same time. So, you know, it it was just difficult for them to compete. So, um, but we all got sick at the same time. We all quarantined at the same time. So then you have that immunity. when you come back where you're good for like, what is it? What were we good for like six weeks, seven weeks or something like that. Right. After after you were, after you had got, you didn't have to get tested anymore. So after you, after you got COVID and then you came back, you didn't have, and you, you, you didn't have to be tested for like six weeks or seven weeks. Well that Uh got through the state tournament. So we were good. We were, uh, we got it all out of the way. Um, I found this research from a children's hospital um, in Nebraska that had put out this research about a return to play protocol because there had been a, a basketball player in Florida that had come back from COVID and had, had actually died uh, oh. on the court um, because he wasn't well enough to compete. Pete, you know, so everybody right. was kind of paranoid about that. And I, of course I was, you know, of course our girls health and safety is, um, first. And so I read this, got this information and, um, my superintendent was like, yes, you know, he was, he was all about it and it was a return to play protocol. But then we, we, our superintendent bought us, some um, Apple watches and we put it on our kids wrists so we could keep, keep track of their, um, heart rates and they couldn't you know when they their return to play when they came back they could only their heart rate couldn't get up of a certain you know whatever you know it was like a seven-day protocol yeah yeah and it was a it made us feel good I don't know if it was the right thing (laughs) it made us feel like we were doing something right um, and not just throwing kids back there out there on the court but again it goes back to we didn't. I mean,
0: you were being proactive. We were and, being
1: very proactive. Yeah, we were trying to find the right things to do, um, making the right decisions, and trying to stay healthy. Uh, because at that point, then we started hearing about people like our like, again, our point guard's dad got very, very sick in December, um, deathbed sick, and um, was put on the ECMO um, ventilator. The ECMO. Um, and was not supposed to come out of it. And he, he did, he, he prevailed and he got to come to the state tournament. Um, Yay. That's awesome. And he was able to not that year, but the second yeah, next year, yeah, he yeah. was able to experience Still. everything with his daughter. But. Um,
0: so yeah. let me ask, how did it change um, practice? Cause obviously, you know, if you've never watched basketball, basketball players get quite sweaty.
1: Mm, they do. Um on top of
0: breathing hard. Did you yes. did you like do the thing where did you make people wear like sort of the face shield during practice? Did they have to wear <laughs> masks? I mean, did it was it just normal, normal practice or we, did you get breaks in uh, obviously
1: took temperatures every single day. Um we checked oxygen levels quite a bit, making sure that everyone was good as far as their oxygen and you know, their lungs and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that uh we had initially we all had to wear masks during practice because we were you know there's that so many feet away you know yeah yeah and so obviously in basketball you're guarding people and you're up on people and you're denying you know slamming people and doing you know right and so um we had to wear masks and then eventually a new guideline came out where we didn't have to wear masks um and we were able to practice without masks. Now, there were a lot of teams who elected to play with masks because the guidelines at some point were like, if you wear a mask and you were within 15 feet of somebody, then if you were exposed, then you did you only had to quarantine for five days, not seven days. Or, you know, yeah. we had all those guidelines that were always changing. And coaches were trying to be creative and try to find ways around that. You know, um, I just told my girls, my kid, like, be honest. Don't try to hide it. You know, don't try to not be sick so we could go play, you know, because of, and there's that feeling of guilt on a lot of teams, because if you were exposed and you got sick and you exposed your, now we can't play Friday night. Well right. then there's all that pressure from your teammates. Like we want to play, you know? And so um, we just adopted And it helped us that we got sick all at once and we didn't have to really worry about that. But, you know, you know, there had to have been, teams, you know, putting some, hiding some things so you could go compete, you know, or yeah, not yeah, being yeah, honest yeah. about who you were exposed to or.
0: oh, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, anyway, obviously you've done pretty well to win back to back championships.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So another thing that I was curious about our kids today mm-hmm. is coaching them Any different than say when you first started coaching you know a few months ago back when we were younger
1: (laughs) okay so i'm going to preface this by saying i've been very blessed with some with great parents who have supported for the most part i've had my few um, but have supported for the most part um, me trust me and our staff and what we're doing here you know and trusting us with their daughters. If there's no trust, you're going to have all kinds of problems and issues. Right. That's where that comes from. Um, but yeah, the old school mentality of, you know, um, and it's with teaching too. It's not just coaching, but that old school mentality of, you know, it's me and the teacher against, not against the student, but like, you know, if little Johnny came home and said, my teacher did this and this and this, you know, a lot of times back in the day, the parent would be like, well, what did you do? To cause, you know, what did you do? Now it's not that. Right. Now it's, what did the teacher do? And I'm going to go yeah. and the teacher on, you know, because surely my little Johnny's telling me the whole truth, you know. But um, now, like here, we've got, t- like, I've got tough girls. And you look and you know why they're tough, because they've got tough parents, you know. I mean, I, that makes a huge difference. Like I said, I've had a couple of run-ins with parents here at Jones, but, um, and they haven't been a lot, but kids, I mean, kids want structure, kids want discipline, kids want to learn and kids don't like wasting their time. And so I've really tried to, um, sell, you know, let's not waste our time in anything that we do. Everything that we do needs to be productive. Everything that we do needs to be efficient um don't waste your time don't waste my time and if i feel like we're wasting time i just i send them home and we've done that twice there's been two times one was last summer um i just didn't feel like the girl like we we would have done better just going to our summer programs and not going and doing our summer stuff and i just said you know let's just go we're and there are people not happy about that you know but yeah yeah um I just felt like it was a waste of time and those the girls really have bought into that this year you know it's just like when one one time in practice this this year where you know we were we would have done better just going home you know and I sent them home you know but um but kid, I mean kids don't kids you got to earn their respect you know if they respect you um, and that's when you know you have a special group because they're they're willing to do anything for you, you know, and right. teammates. And they're gonna run, they'll run through a brick wall for you if you ask them, you know. And that's where these girls are on my last few teams. Like they, they want, they'll do whatever it takes to win, even if it means being unselfish in a certain way, or even if it means you know, whatever. Like they, they, they are willing to do it, and that's what makes. To me, that's what sets them apart from um, some other some other teams. Um, but kids have changed, you know, a little bit. I think adults have changed. I think it's us adults that have changed more than anything. And whatever we are, you know, like we're the ones that came up with that stupid NIL crap, you know, and and uh, yeah. college. we're the ones that come up with that transfer portal. We're the ones that come come up with all right. the. Go- stuff that I do not disagree with. It's not the kids coming up with it. It's the adults.
0: Yeah. What are yeah, we going
1: yeah. to let them get away with? You know, and I, my girls know I don't let them get away with a lot. I mean, nothing, <laughs> 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 nothing, <laughs> or my assistant coach, or, you know, my, uh, we just hired another assistant coach coaches of the same mindset, you know? So it's like, they, they, they know they can't get away with anything, you know and um, I don't let them roll their shorts. You see a lot of these basketball players have these short no, we're not rolling our shorts, we're not I know. and they're just like, you're so mean, you know I, mean, <laughs> I make them turn their phones in when we travel, you know and we have no phone zones when we sit down and eat and right Well uh, I, I, I am still old school and I think kids desire. They, they love it. They hate it, but they love it at the same time. And I think it's not the kids that have changed. I think it's the adults that have changed. to me Yeah. yeah. My, of, I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't know.
0: My kids laugh because they'll show a meme to my wife and I. We're right. like, yeah, we saw that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They're like, you guys are like meme snobs. And I'm like, hey. Like that's, <laughs> by the
1: time it reaches Facebook, it has already been on Snapchat. Twitter, yeah. <laughs> like whatever they're on, they've already done, seen it. And by the, it reaches Facebook. Uh, it's about a two week period by the time us old people on Facebook see it. Yeah. yeah my yeah. father's the same way, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, of my kids, we only had, uh, my oldest daughter played soccer when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, he, he was never into sports, which younger me was like oh i want my signature you because know, i played football and wrestling yeah. and did all of that and i was like right. i want him to do sports um but he can get out of bed easily unlike me right <laughs> you know <laughs> and in right. randomly in seventh grade he came home and he was like hey dad i joined the wrestling team and i was like well, of all the sports to start out with <laughs> the hardest right <laughs> um, exactly and then when we moved to piedmont uh my son had a plan. We always have joked that he's a reincarnated survivor of the great depression. Mm. When he was like two, it wouldn't have been shocking to get up in the morning at 7. AM to see him reading the newspaper, drinking a cup of coffee.
1: So he's like
0: grandpa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he knew that when he graduated, he wanted to go in the air force.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: And so he joined the cross country team so that when he went to basic training,
1: yes, it would be easy
0: for the running. He didn't do it for like, so any other did, reason than how did that, that
1: fare?
0: He he did all of the running just fine when he went to basic training. That's so awesome. good, good, for him. <laughs> um, my youngest daughter though, Emily, she did gymnastics. Yes, which is pretty amazing because she is a severe, severe asthmatic. Like mm. she was having an asthma attack as she was being born.
1: Oh.
0: And so she would go out and do her thing and you know, hit her inhaler and go do her thing and then yeah. come off and Hit her mm-hmm. inhaler again, mm-hmm. and then she stopped doing gymnastics and did Scottish Highland dance. Which
1: I'm fat. Okay, so I'm watching the Outlander, Jack.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Do you watch that?
0: I did. Yes.
1: I love that show, and I don't.
0: How I can you not?
1: I, don't, I and I'm fascinated with all of that. But go ahead. Sorry.
0: Well, go watch YouTube <laughs> some Scottish Highland dance, and yeah. it is an intense dance. There's one. Oh, dance I'm sure. That's like is it epipremate... a lot like
1: is it, is it like clogging?
0: No, no, totally different. Totally different. Um, And you do it all in a kilt. Oh, no, it's insulting. And you do it all in a kilt too. So you got, you know, a five yard bull kilt on and one dance is the equivalent of doing like a four and a half minute mile. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Do you use your upper body or is it all lower body?
0: It's all pretty much mostly leg.
1: See, that's like, that is like, that is like,
0: (laughs) See that with like clog dancing and Irish dancing, your arms are always at your side. Yeah, if you could see me, my arms are at my side, uh, right. listening audience. But with Highland dance, <laughs> your arms they move up, they go over your head. Oh, so
1: there is around. some overlap. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um right. it, It's definitely interesting. There's lots of stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of like going to games and being the parent and all of that, you know, from this end, I never really experienced that with my kids because. No. They didn't really do a whole lot I of it after hate, a certain I, point. I so.
1: hate sitting in the stands I hate being a parent in the stands yeah. I don't I don't want to be a parent in the stands um and when I do have to be a parent in the stands I'm reminded about how much I do not like being a parent I like right. I like being in the driver's seat I like coaching yeah. I like being in control I'm a control freak I like calling the shots you know I like that being a, and so I have empathy for my parents um you know, in the stands and I, I understand when they feel like they have to yell or scream or coach right. or you know shout instruction and, and when I tell them not to um or I ask them not to but I understand why they do it because um I'm the same way. When I go, right, to the stands, right, you just can't help it, and um, so I do. I always tell them, I, I, I feel you. I, I understand that it's hard. But my players know that if they're if they spend their time listening to mom or dad in the stands or look up in the stands, that they're not on the court, they'll be on the bench.
0: So there you <laughs> well, that go. That usually sorts itself out, <laughs> right? Because no one wants to be on the bench.
1: No, no, you don't. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, but it works itself out. But it is hard. I, I don't. Like so,
0: it. so let me ask you this. Um Obviously, basketball is slightly different than football, where you have an offensive philosophy system. Same with defense. There's
1: There's all that. Well, I know that you have
0: all of that in basketball. It's just Mm -hmm. slightly different than in football. So my my question is: as the head basketball coach at the high school, Mm -hmm. do the like middle school and JV do they work with you, sort of doing the same schemes and offenses and defenses? so that as the kids come up it's sort of easier and they have knowledge of it as they progress to the you know Um, upper grades
1: ideally that's what you want but you got to coach them where they're at you know Uh Um, and uh our middle school teams haven't really been where they can they're ready to run a lot of the same things that my high school does now we do you know emphasizing the man-to-man defense and um you know emphasizing just all those fundamentals and things yes most certainly i mean but implementing now there's a lot of coaches that do that start implementing their presses and implementing in place but i you know we adapt we change every year what we do i mean according to really what kind of team we team have, have. And I mean, yeah and i'm not a uh I'm not so old school where I do the same thing every single year. Like we just, we try to switch it up and make tweets and um, just find what works, find what works every year for us. Because, you know, last, the last two years um, we had a pair of six, one twins that could jump out of the gym and grab the rim. And I mean, they're at, they're currently at ORU playing, but um, uh, they're phenomenal. Just, athletes we were able to do a lot of different things when they were on the court but now we have you know a lot of really quick guards um that uh, can do a lot of things that those bigger girls couldn't do so we can kind of switch it up a little bit but um but yeah fundamentals i mean we emphasize the same fundamental stuff from middle school all the way up to the high school so okay
0: that, that's cool um so one well not one more so, one it has to be, as a coach, I, I've never experienced this, but it has to be a pretty amazing feeling as a coach, as the clock is counting down in that championship game, to know that you've done it. it can, yeah. can you tell me how that feels, uh, as a coach, to know that all of the hard work you put in to get mm-hmm. those girls to that point, how does that feel?
1: Well, you just feel, I, I feel just so proud of the girls and I'm so happy for them because I know how hard that they have worked and their the expectation right. on them is um, a lot every single day and they sacrifice and give up so much that a lot of their teenage friends are doing where they're not able to do it, you know? And so they, and they give up and they work hard. So I'm right. just, I just... I love seeing them be so excited. Our last two championship games, um, we've really run away with the game. Like they weren't by narrow margins. And where, you know, this past year, we weren't beating teams by all throughout the year by, you know, amazing margins. Um, but we got down <clears throat> this year 14 to two pretty quick right out of the gate. And I thought, oh, Lord, the team that we were playing had a six. I don't even know how tall she's six six.
0: That's not fair. No. Probably <laughs> she
1: was probably 300 six, six three hundred pound girl. That was we. I mean, we didn't even know how to guard her. Like it was, it was crazy. Like what are we gonna do? But so we got down pretty quick, and then we just jumped on them. And and it's just how they train every single day, like to not give up, to not quit, to not ever ever let up. To you know, be consistent to keep doing, you know, on and on and on. And it's just ingrained in them every single day that when we get to the finals and when things aren't going our way, it's all in how you respond. And so our girls know that we're not going to respond by arguing, shutting down, uh, you know, pouting, feeling sorry, you know, all of that stuff. They just, they find a different gear, they find a different level and they switch to it and they go. And then we just, go pedal to the metal and, um, the other team didn't know what to do. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It happened both years and we're playing really good teams. These aren't right. Obviously they made it to the finals as well. And these aren't teams that just, um, but it was more our mental toughness that has, has won, won the state tournaments the last two years, in my opinion, um, that has really put us over the edge, um, because we train for it every day. Right. The right. Mental, mental aspect of it. Um, it's so important. And it had, it's not easy, trust me. I mean, we go through our ups and downs. It's not like everybody's yeah. just buying in all the time. 100%. <laughs> like it's just no. Right. I mean, I mean, they we we've had our ups and downs and obstacles and you know, fighting through. And um, they just they it's when the light bulb goes like they're just like, oh, but yeah, like I get it. Like these are lifetime. Um, lifetime lessons and things that they will take with them forever. Right. Right. It will carry over into all aspects of their life, you know? Um, uh, And I'm just, I am, I'm just so proud of them. So when the times like this, Pat, like last year when we won, it was just like, wow. Like, I can't believe we did it again. That was the first state championship. um, Well, on the female side at Jones, Ever in over a hundred years of existence that Jones Schools has been around, um, our football team won it in 2016. Our baseball team won it in 2018. Um, there had been a cross country state championship back uh, in the 90s, and then uh-huh. um, and then this one. Uh, well, then the first one, then then this past one, but that was right. our first one, and so. Uh, it was a big, big deal. Big, big what, deal. So,
0: what classes, Jones? I can never. We're three A class. Three A. Okay, mm-hmm. I I can never remember stuff like yeah. that anymore.
1: Well, it changed. I mean, we yeah, pretty much. But schools changed. I mean, it it goes up and down. So, yeah, I'm just and all of these these girls and why I coach and this is this is genuine is just um, like to see. I love to see the girls take what they learn in basketball and carry it over to their lives and be successful. And then for them to come back and say, yeah, this is the reason why I didn't quit or I didn't give up or, you know, I, you know, it's all right. because of what I learned in basketball, you know, that I was able to do this, you know, or whatever. Like that's what brings me the most joy, like genuinely the most, the most joy. And when they invite me to their baby showers and wedding, <laughs> all of those things.
0: After a while, that could get expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> right this year, usually it's the, the graduation gifts that are like, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to give a gift to all these girls. But we didn't have anyone graduate this year, so
0: wow, 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 yeah. Talk about every, pressure for next year.
1: We've got everybody coming back, so
0: yeah. Be- I'm going to go no lay pressure, some money Jack, in Vegas. We on try,
1: you. we try to be our very best every day.
0: That's all you can do. Um i it, it if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not afraid of foul language occasionally.
1: <laughs> let's hear it
0: <laughs> but I always Bring told my kids that. I always told my kids growing up that when you're trying to get to where whatever it is you want to get to, it doesn't matter what it is. It's not a smooth, paved road most of the time. Most of the time, you have to walk your way through knee deep of shit, yeah to get to where you want to go, but when you yeah. get there because you had to go through all of that shit mm-hmm. you appreciate it more.
1: Yeah, and I think it goes back to the pandemic like these girls we went through all of that together, you know. Yeah. Um heartache, you know, cuz these girls were freshmen that first year we made a state tournament. Right. And we're denied at the door and we didn't get to play and these girls were freshmen, you know, and so then I think it helped then come back with and those nine seniors graduated then the next year you know these girls were like they had something to prove like you know like they came back with a vengeance and um and then yet again you know and then and yeah. then these girls still had something to prove you know we lost those twins those six one twins that were major athletes and then all those my little guards were like we still can win you know yeah um Uh, still have something they they play with a chip on their shoulder and always they're going to try to find something that motivates them but yeah we go through all of that and that's that's where a lot of teams fall apart Uh, and i i tell my girls that at the very beginning of the year if we can make it through the grind and the grind for basketball is in january and february and it is the longest winter months you've been practicing since october one it's the longest, it's the hardest, you're playing tournaments every weekend, you're hosting tournaments, you're traveling, you're trying to keep up with your studies, the weather's terrible usually, it's, you know, they're uh, long nights, you know, whatever, Yeah. Um, and that's when a lot of teams are just like, they're ready to move on, they're ready for spring break, they're ready for track to come along, they're ready to move on for good weather, you know, they get tired of each other, so they start fighting, you know, I tell my girls, if you guys can Weather that storm and get through the shit is like what like what you call it. Uh, if you can get through all of that, get through the grind, and uh, know what it is that you want out of it, um, you have you have already beat most teams. You've already yeah, beaten yeah. most
0: people. I get that. I always felt the hardest part in wrestling was the first two weeks when you came back from Christmas break.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that is pretty hard, but we practice throughout Christmas break. So, or we have tournaments usually Yeah, we won't, but usually we have a tournament. So we usually, but I get that, that, that would be very, very difficult. Very difficult.
0: Yeah. Especially when you're in a sport where you have to watch what you eat.
1: Oh, I would hate
0: that. Yeah. Wrestling is partially why I'm portly now. <laughs> Because my last year I wrestled, I was like, I will never watch what I eat again. Oh, Which should have been a mistake get, because I remember
1: you guys running with garbage bags on you and yeah, running and you know, trying to make weight. And I would never, ever, 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 ever do that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I wouldn't either. And when my the one year he wrestled, I told him whatever you weigh now, that's the weight you're wrestling at. And I don't care if you start or not, that's because hard. it's not healthy to pull weight.
1: It, there's there's the, it just can't be, I mean, I think there's probably a, a healthy way to do it maybe or a healthier way. I don't know. There was
0: probably healthier than I did it. Cause I lived off. I literally orange slices, orange slices and grapefruit. That's all I ate for four months,
1: four months. Yeah. What'd you wrestle at?
0: Uh, I dropped down to one twenty five. Ugh. And I was just, I was the guy that when he went to make weight embarrassment here, that i had to take my undies off because i was right on that line <laughs> <But I laughs> it was like turn that. around
1: <laughs> turn around <laughs> everyone
0: and then i would have to exhale just so that i didn't have that extra bit of weight did You
1: wrestle in high school too
0: i did not wrestle after ninth grade i just didn't want to anymore that last year was just so hard going through all that i just didn't want That's to hard.
1: now did you probably my brother he wrestled too
0: yeah Greg. yeah yeah, yeah. But He's he a year behind it. me. Yeah. Well, as you know, because we're the same grade. <laughs> yeah. 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 Greg was a pretty good wrestler, if I remember.
1: Yeah. He got right. real long and lanky, though,
0: like tall. So, and, did he wrestle in high school or did he, he stop He started
1: too? out wrestling in high school and then he just, like I said, he just kept growing like tall. He got long. Yeah. He moved to tennis.
0: Yeah. yeah. Listening audience, the high school we went to,
1: they didn't want him to quit. They wanted him to keep wrestling. But.
0: In Oklahoma, Midwest City High School was like a wrestling factory. Absolutely. And I want to say from like 1970, when we graduated in 91, what was it, like 12 state championships yeah. in wrestling? What
1: was that Kenny something? Kenny, he was a wrestling coach. Kenny. Something. Mossman.
0: Was no. it Mossman? No.
1: Short guy, Kenny. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Now I remember who you're talking about. I can see his mm-hmm. face perfectly. I just can't remember anything other than Yeah, he
1: looked like Tom Selleck.
0: Did he have the stash?
1: Yeah, yeah, he looked like Tom Selleck. Yeah, I remember
0: that now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Smaller version. Yeah, yeah.
1: I can't remember his last name.
0: Yeah, I I owe Tom Selleck the name of my my puppy. Hmm. Had he not been on Magnum, I wouldn't have a dog named Higgins.
1: Higgins, yeah.
0: Yeah, we did that because we wanted to call him Higgy Baby.
1: (laughs) Why? <laughs> what
0: are you going to do as a, you know, you're a Gen Xer. You grew up with Magnum. You do? <laughs>
1: yeah, you do. You do. But, but anyway.
0: Well, this has been interesting, obviously. I wouldn't have asked you on. I knew it would be because it's got to be coaching's tough anyway. Mm. <laughs> you know, mentoring kids tough anyway. Mm. And then to do it with all of these additional and added challenges. And I'm going to go ahead and say it a pretty successful way. Yeah. I think it's pretty impressive, pretty cool. Obviously, you're good at what you're doing, and I know the girls put in a lot of hard work. But if you don't put in a lot of hard work as well, it doesn't matter how much hard work they put in because it's definitely a group
1: effort. It takes it takes a lot, and like we mentioned at the beginning, you know, it's just it's hard to be successful. Um, It's hard to make the state tournament, and a lot of things have got to go right, you know. And I think it starts with. You know, leadership and and are the you have people that want to buy in, and um, we certainly do. Do we have the talent? We certainly do. You know, which mm-hmm. you know just takes takes everything. Do we have supportive parents? Yes. Do we have you know we have we have that, and we've had that you know the last several years, and, and um, you know I'm certainly thankful for it. You know, certainly. Blessed by it, and um, you know, just again, just trying to do um, definitely doing what I love, and definitely um, trying to do my very, very best and um, not, not leave anything left out there. So,
0: right, well, I'd, I'd say you're doing a good job. I congratulate you. Well, thanks. Jeff. I think it's awesome that you know, somebody I've known as long as I've known you to see you, <laughs> you, you know, go and do that. It's really, sort of like, I know that person, and that's really cool. <laughs> Um but every
1: time I drive by the Oklahoma Historical Society, I say, my friend Jack. Actually, I think I tell people like you run it, but I don't
0: I know I, <laughs> I, I, I don't run it. I don't I don't know if I want to. And right. I certainly do not have the temperament to have to go across the street and talk to the politicians. Right.
1: Right, that, which I guess is what it takes to keep that thing going, huh? That
0: that is a skill and a talent that I do not have. <laughs> but yeah. It, it's definitely cool working in a museum. You get to see things.
1: I still want to go. I, other, I people,
0: want to other people don't. Well, you know, during the summer, if you have mm-hmm. some time off, I know somebody that could probably get you in. Is that you? It is. <laughs> and the person at the admissions desk. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would love to come. Yeah. Our next podcast, I would like to discuss The Outlander.
0: we can do that um (laughs) because actually
1: hey me and charm are obsessed (laughs) with that show right now we watch it we text every night where i'm watching season six on stars
0: because you you
1: can get season six on stars right now i just started that yesterday
0: so you're a fan of sam jamie (laughs) Uh,
1: is that his real name uh yeah please refer to him as jamie and absolutely yes i am yeah (laughs) <laughs> well
0: you know um if you go to scott fest in september in tulsa okay he's gonna be there he is not but uh, um oh do not no, wait a minute it, stop don't no, do no. my
1: heart you're gonna still be happy
0: you're still gonna be happy you know um i can't uh, the the bald guy with the beard who he ends up in Murtaugh? season two Murtaugh? Not not um the guy that's the brother of the chief of uh clan kinsey Oh, you know, the the, the chief was back. was disabled, and then it ended up that uh, Jamie had to, right before the Battle of culloden right, do that 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 bald guy who he also did the other show with, yes. And for whatever reason, I would look it up, but my phone is in the middle of being switched over to my new phone, and it's not in front of me. Oh. Um, anyway, that guy, the the older bald dude who also has a beard, is going to be at Scott Fest.
1: Oh well, I mean, where's Jamie gonna be? Because that's really probably Scotland. See, like, I mean, is he not gonna travel and go to some different shows and stuff? I don't
0: know. <laughs> I'm sure it's not cheap to fly him over from Scotland to get somebody to
1: <sighs>
0: to come um, and do that. But if, if Jamie, you go,
1: I'm just letting you know if Jamie was there,
0: I you'd was gonna, be there.
1: I was gonna be there.
0: So anyway, if you if you want to go and go and do that, but I was gonna say we could have you on because one of the things season one, I ended each month talking about music and I'd have someone on about music. Oh. But season two, I'm gonna talk about movies and TV shows. Oh,
1: okay. When you do the yeah. Outlander.
0: So if you want to come on and talk about Outlander, we can do that.
1: Yeah, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, upset. Or the Ozark or Ozark.
0: And I have this recorded, so you can't back out of it now. <laughs>
1: It's called editing, Jack. Edit.
0: Yeah, I know. I I edited a thing of my wife that says you're right. Whenever, <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever we have something, I play it for her.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm sure she loves. I'm sure, she loves that. And I'm I am a right fighter. I like being right.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I've been married as long as I have. It's the little things that, mm-hmm. that make things work.
1: <laughs> well, I'm proud of you for your product podcast. I think it's a really neat deal.
0: Thank you. It's it's fun. My I think my kids were just tired of listening to me. <laughs> I'm like if you did this, Dad, you could talk about anything. You know what? you're right. <laughs> you're right. I could. But anyway. <laughs> That's cool. So um anyway, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. I, I think it was really great, interesting learning about, you know, coaching, how you do this during difficult times. So
1: yeah,
0: um, I appreciate we made you. it.
1: We made it through. Yeah.
0: I appreciate you taking time out of your 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 day to come and talk to me. And um, obviously, I guess we'll have you on again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> talk about
0: less, <laughs> less, but e- less, but at the same time, equally important. Just stuff. As
1: important things. Pop culture, outlet, pop culture, and Jamie.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So anyway. Um, as everyone knows, I always end the show with somebody who's kind of cool that you should try to live your life in a way to make them proud. Everyone knows last year it was Mr. Rogers. This year, however, mm. here goes everybody. Try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. Mm. Yeah. All yeah. right? Yeah.
1: All okay.
0: Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button. This podcast is a production of Hyper Focused Media.